Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to On The Mic. My name is Mike Goldman. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Mike Goldman Live. Us? It's me. I'm the only uh, person. But follow me. Are you sure of your gender yeah. and all that sort of stuff? Maybe you are on us. Mike Goldman Live on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We go live at 3 o'clock on Sunday so you can be part of the action. You can subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. Hey, I've got this film festival, the Sanctuary Cove International Film Festival, sanctuaryfilmfestival.com. I'd love you to have a look at it. I'd love you to come to the party it's in late November and if you want to enter your film short film if you know a director producer actor anyone that wants to enter their film give them this password and they get 50% off the entry fee it is the village theatre and you can enter at filmfreeway.com or all of the details at Sanctuary Film Festival what was that password again one more time uh, the village theatre pretty cool hey beautiful something else rad that I'm doing is raising money for the Charlie Teo Foundation Charlie Teo is one of the world's best neurosurgeons and he started this organization for research and to also help people who have been affected by this horrible disease to help them and their families get through it get the operations get the help that they need so Mongol Rally Men on Instagram and Facebook if you want to see the crazy journey that I'm doing from London to Mongolia in a crappy one litre car because that's one of the rules of the Mongol Rally you have to drive a shit car to raise money for charity okay my guest three facts about him he was a physiotherapist fact number two he is a best selling author of books like Slippery and what's the one that you got there Sweet Dreams of Fanta which I only just found out about and the third fact is he used to trade Gold and oil. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for Mr. Liam Carroll. Hey, mate. Good to see you. Oh, he's gay. He's got the beers out. The, today's show, not brought to you by Rush's Silver yeah, Bullet. By, uh... Is Rush's still around? Does that even exist? Oh, I drink it. I don't mind Cheers. it. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be a good show. Handing me the uh, the Rush's Pilsner and uh, you're into the VB. In the, the long necks. And, um, you know, what, what the show is all about. And oil mini He's giving me free shit. So is this, is this because you want me to go easy on you and say nice things? You know, like, give, me a look, give me a look at this. Yeah. What is it? Oh, so this is your book. Uh, tell everyone about this that's, book. That's slippery. Uh, oil well. Um, it's about a very troubled young man trying to make as much money in a you. seedy, seamy underworld. You. It's not Flynn James. Non Flynn James. Um, and he gets up a bit of trouble, uh, but he has a good time. And uh, anyone who wants to know anything about anything but especially Asia, commodities trading, aggressive drinking, reckless whoring, that sort of stuff, you know. They right. get into oh, I did read the book and, I, and one of the things I remember about it is you went to a business meeting and then realized an hour later that you're in a blowjob bar. Well, it's a smoke bar, Operation Desert Storm, where you can, you can be standing, but there's enough smoke in the room so that everything from kind of chest down is invisible but clear to hear very, <laughs> so very gets, slurpy are you serious this is this, i mean this podcast has started out in a very debaucherous way any any one of your listeners that has lived the expat life or maybe their husband is living the expat life they'll be very you know they should read should through. wives be worried about their husbands if yes, they go on always, work always in asia and i'm, I'm looking forward to, to trump and um ding Jinping or whatever 
having their North Korea America peace talks in Singapore because there's nowhere more sketchy than Singapore. Ooh, quite so debaucherous, is it? Well, you know, it's going to be awesome. So in, in your book, there's a big whore trade there and there's like, is it five <laughs> floors of whores or some? Well, maybe there's five now. There were four. Four, um, I, I haven't been. Yep. I'm just, just just what I've read, honest. It's uh, Orchard is, is that Is that where a lot of the uh, the dodgy expats go? Because oh, I've I got, I got friends who are working over there and, yeah. you know, I don't really, they, they say stories, but it, do they ring their wives and like, hey, we don't want to. We don't want to get anyone in trouble. Well, that's you know. But read the book. It's, yes, it's an eye opener. It, you leave it to the book, and it's a fictional book, and nobody's nobody gets hurt. It's, How the hell did you become an oil trader? Were you a um, physiotherapist? I wanted to make as much money as quickly as possible. Right, and did you? And not really, but um, that is a place you could do it, and um, and when there's big money involved in anything, it's just more fun. So, so what kind of deals are we doing? How much? Um, well, if you buy um an oil tanker's worth of oil, it's probably anywhere from 20 to $60 million. So you um, did a $60 million deal in a well, day? Yeah, I mean, they, these things are coming and going. And, and where I worked was a trading shop where you didn't want to, you just wanted to buy and sell things quickly. But, you know, a lot of times you need to take the risk on the books knowing that you've got a good sort of opinion of where price is going to go. So if you can buy something for $42 million and it's worth 50 you mm. need to get the money together. Um, but maybe you buy for 42 and Man, it ends up being worth 20. Do you crack yourself doing those kind of deals? Because I can't decide what I'm going to have for lunch, let alone if I'm going to sell an oil tanker for $50 million or $60 million. Well, I think getting Does back money to, um, even mean anything when you're doing that kind no, of stuff? Think, you, did you think about the actual value of it? Well, the, the people, I, I'm Australians on the whole are no good at it. I was no good at it. But, um, but POMs, especially from Essex, it seems, are extremely good at this. Why, um, why is that? They're like the guys that stand outside the $2 well, shop. And well, they know it's Hello, a come in here right now. We've got everything you can buy. It's got, all got to go really quick. They know it's a game. They know it's just it's make just belief. a game. Don't yeah. even think about the cash. Australians for for every sort of bad thing people say about Australians, Australians are very um, very heartfelt and they they care about what they do and they care about who they hurt and poms on the whole don't. Um, but not just a but it's a good skill. Wow, there's any pommy yeah. people watching right they now? Know, they be know. Like, who is this asshole? I love poms. They know the thing about the glorious thing about poms is they know mm-hmm. what ruthless cunts they are mm-hmm. and they don't shy away from it. <laughs> and that's why they're, they're great that's why they're in every recruiting agency has the best it's always the best recruiter POM you got, you got burnt by a POM once didn't you so, God, oh, I just know POM I love who them. hurt you who I hurt you them. Liam Carroll tell us about it what's I love the, the story Nothing, you do you no. got a few POMI friends I admire their complete duplicitous spineless mm. beautiful nature oh okay so yeah. you grew up in Balmain which is uh, hence what the uh, the other book Not Slippery is about Sweet Dreams of Sweet Fanta, dreams of Fanta. Uh, Balmain is a workers area of Sydney and uh, it's where all the docks are and uh, you had a bit of a rough time being a young fat red headed kid growing up I on the streets wasn't red that's, that's despicable um, no I have very very fond memories of Balmain as it was yeah uh, in the 80s I mean we talk about multiculturalism I mean before houses cost $8 million for a one-bedroom unit, you could have mm. every race in one suburb. Yeah. Uh, now it's just a bunch of solicitors who don't have any kids, which is fine because it costs a fortune. But in the 80s, the whole sort of Labor Party started in the... seems to be have big Balmain backing the docks. Um, you know, you could go to the, the wog shop, you could, you know, the Chinese laundromat. I mean, these weren't offensive things. This is how life was at the deli and the pizza shop. Um, and also, but I mean, I have very fond memories of my childhood. Yeah, but looking at the reason I sort of wrote it was all this safe space crap and fat shaming and <laughs> all this crap they carry on with. Like, yeah, if you, if I look at my childhood through a prism of 2018 view of the world, yeah. it's like yeah. I was just vilified, you know, picked on, everything's unfair. Mm. But I remember just getting bullied in the playground for being fat and like a teacher laughing at me. And mm. 
I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it helped me. Well, well, you, um, why don't you think it's a bad thing? What about some some poor well, little kids going to go go home and like you know people people are committing suicide at a young age? How how can you say something like that? Well, I mean, suicide. You don't want to say anything bad about that. You don't even get get involved in that. But mm. that happens once, and the media now just jumps on that as if it happens to everyone. Yeah. Most likely, ninety nine point nine 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 percent of cases, mm. someone gets bullied. And they go, after a while, they just go, well, fuck you. And they stand up for themselves. Yeah. Because so, gr- um, I, 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 I noticed that a lot of schools now are saying we have a zero tolerance to bullying. Yeah. And, and then they get and, a current affair to come in and bully the bully. So you get these old people going, oh, where's the bully? Let's find the bully. Let's expose the bully. It's like, yeah. that's the biggest bullying there is. And, and he probably yeah. only said something like, oh, you've got yeah. a big nose. Which? Uh, he's being a bully and the teacher yeah. bullies the bully. Yeah. But I mean, I got bullied a little bit at school. It's, it's human um, nature. You know, I, you I, saw, I saw I other people, people being a bully. So yeah. I, I wanted to step up, step in yeah. and say, stop bullying that person. Kids have got to sort of have a little bit of that, I think, in their lives yep. to be able to stand up for themselves in the real world. Otherwise, they're just going to be huddled in the corner in a crying mess when they actually go to yeah. a workplace and someone starts telling them what they have to do. Well, and then the other thing, the genesis of this book was um, just fond memories of my parents never knew what I was doing. Mm. I mean, I was seven years old. I'd go bike riding and BMXing and mm. whatever just around the neighborhood. You can't do that with kids well, anymore. Well, again, it comes back to this social media storm. Like, so one kid goes missing. And every parent thinks think in every suburb, missing. it's like, and you just look out the window, it's just echo. There's nothing happening, mm. but because it's on your phone, you think phone is real and that's, yeah. and then you've got to worry about, like parents, I mean, I'm not a parent yet, but they're so yeah, worried about their own image. playing on the street as much no. anymore by themselves, do you? And it just, like, I learned so much just running around doing my own thing. Are we um, all paranoid? Well, I'm, I'm sure there is some fucking kitty fiddler somewhere who's going to do something bad, but it's not in every street, on every street corner happening 24 hours a day. Mm. And what your child loses from not developing their own identity and doing, you know, blowing up a letterbox or, you know. Did you ever do that? I never did. I was, I was too much of a pussy. But, um, <laughs> I did. Nah, I Beacon Hill that. Football Club, <laughs> Brendan Chapman, uh, all, all those crazy fuckers. Like no. we, we snuck out after a football grand final. We had a little bonfire, which we weren't supposed to do in that area and mm. decided to blow up the neighbor's letterbox with, You're a legend. with bungers and I would have looked up to you. You would have been my hero. We thought we were pretty cool. You were. Very, very dangerous. Don't don't recommend that out there. If but any when you were, watching. you know, from an early age, um, the sort of near Leichhardt Oval too, Leichhardt Oval was a big part of this book there was like a mental institute and you'd go playing footy around there and proper nutcases would be around and you just, you know, you didn't just, they'd offer you a candy and go and get raped by them. It was just like, you go, oh, that person's dodgy. I'll just go but this kids way. kids have to learn that people well, are that, dodgy. But, but kids, Rather than being shielded and protected, they say, that person's dodgy, you just say, fuck away from them. But kids' radars, like, people treat kids like they're complete morons. Yeah. And kids know far more yeah, than we do. so much smarter. Like my, my yeah. little sister, yeah. she's eight. Yeah, and she, she started up her own Instagram account. Mm. She just logged on through dad's phone, started up her Instagram account, yeah. and she checks it regularly. And, and yeah. I, I said to my dad, I was like, you know, Ali's got an Instagram account. No, she hasn't. I go, mm. dude, she's posting photos of herself, uh, unless some mm. weirdo next door is taking photos. And her mum yeah. was like, that's it, delete it. She's yeah. not allowed to do it. But, and she's on Which dad's Which I can Instagram. understand yeah. the mum's sort of angst about it. Yeah. But just in general, just how much they coddle kids now, I just mm. think it's sick because kids are so smart. Yeah, and and kids, especially with this, how they just see them like manipulate their iPads and stuff. Because um, kids were born with that stuff. They're given an iPad as soon as they come out of the womb. Yeah, it's frightening. And, but like, it's... Well, we we just had books and a you know crappy color mm. television set. But but now things are completely different. And millennials get whinged about like they don't want to work and do all this stuff. But they've grown up on these fantasy land stuff of thinking because they their whole life is on a screen, like 
the idea of a 20-year-old being able to work hard the same way that my granddad did yeah. is basically impossible because they've grown up on Fanta, on dreams that they're all a princess or that they're all, you know, Brad Pitt. Mm. And then you're going to make them just do data entry all day. And everyone's like, oh, when you're on the millennials, it's like, work sucks, everything sucks. And But the sooner you sort of get mm. them used to what how things work... Yeah. Um, but it's a different world for them, though. And, yeah. and, and that's why anxiety is becoming such a problem in our society, because they see so many people having these lives on Instagram and Facebook, which most of the time is not even real. It's someone just putting on this act. Yeah. So the other kids follow them. And, and I'd love to see kids follow people who are a little bit more intelligent, people yeah. who have something to offer society rather than just some girl who's it. taking a good photo of herself in the right light. I mean, that's always going to exist. Like, we've got Kim Kardashian who became famous from sucking a big dick. She and, did. you know, um, that's how she got famous. And she's a role yeah. model, an icon. Paris Hilton as well. They're just sucking dick. And yeah, but they're making hundreds of millions of dollars of for, like, Calvin Klein and all these brands who are going, oh, okay, we're going to. But, so if you're going to I mean, off, 60- after that, after, I mean, she, she got filmed having sex and probably what she didn't know it was going to be. One night in Paris on the mic. I mean, sure, you know, whatever. Um, but, but, but I mean, later on, in, you know, she had this reality TV series yeah, and, you know, which it, was fun it snowballed you know. from there. But that, that initial, you know, yeah. fame came from, you know, a so porn. So we, we have all this stuff about telling young men not to pick on women, which I just completely have no experience of seeing that. But at the same time, their heroes got famous mm. from just being whores. And that's no one's fault. It's just mm. how it works. And so you're going to try and convince a 15-year-old girl who's good looking to go and study engineering for 10 years to get on a board of BHP that they send want to make all these quotas for mm. or just take some photos and you know 90% of their followers are Pakistani wankers who mm. are literally wanking to every photo what um, Instagram you know, needs some sort of an app where people can go okay that's their photos oh this this girl she looks pretty she's in bikinis and stuff like that um, has she got uh, you know all, and I like girls all, in bikinis all followers they look yeah. great yeah. but if her followers are 1.2 million you should be able to push a button and go, okay, well, they're all dudes in yeah. India, China, Australia, US, and they're all just yeah. basically jacking off to their hot photos. And and you can push a button and you can look at a girl and go, okay, it's a cross-section There's a couple in Bondi, apparently. Men, well, it's, it's, it's an, oh, we're overrun with them in Bondi. It's, no, the dude's waking up. Oh, the dude's waking up. Uh, I mean, Insta- Instagram <laughs> models. They're absolutely everywhere. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, uh, but, you know, good on them. It's, it's, it started well, in industry, it, but what if Instagram smart. ended tomorrow? Like what would all those those oh, women do? Else in all, a all those all those promo models that are making all that money out of, out there just yep. just from posting photos of themselves. It's I tell amazing. you, what, the strip clubs drink a lot do well. Tea. Oh yeah, <laughs> they have a lot new, a lot more. All know. these hot chicks seem to love. We're, tea. we're being we're being mean. We're being no, a little being bit very sexist. Honest. No, we're, we'll... we're being two blokes talking in a pub. So we we do. I want to clarify: apologize. sexist, racist, all these terms yeah. with the ist. Hmm. I've just got an issue. It implies hatred. You can be observant. And realize that maybe an Asian person is good at something or worse at something or someone from anywhere. It doesn't mean you hate that race. It means you there are noticeable differences in the human genome. Mm. And this race it anyone who says anything's racist, I just know that they're retarded and haven't thought about anything. Mm. And it's just such a lazy and sexism is the same, it's just sexist. Do you ever like, get called racist? All the time. I mean, Slippery is one of the most racist written books. Um, because it just points out the absurdity of Asia, mm. the absurdity of uh, palms we've gotten into. I got called racist a few days ago. I mean, I hate someone, white men someone the dropped more their, than anyone. So, I mean, you know, I'm a friend a bit, of mine yeah. dropped their phone in, in the water. Yeah. And I said, oh, man, that's an easy fix. All you got to do is you just put it in a bowl of rice overnight. And when you're asleep, a whole bunch of Asian dudes come and fix it for you. Uh, it was a Hilarious. joke Genius. because yeah. I love Koreans. I, lo- I love Chinese. Yeah. I love Japanese. 
But these fourth, it's rid- fourth ridiculous wave feminists or whatever, who are usually men anyway, just just useless men. These fourth wave feminists, and they're trying to say that Winnie the Pooh is sexist or something. And How like, is Winnie the fucking well, Pooh sexist? This is this is like their lives are so privileged and they're so useless and they haven't thought about anything. And no one's ever said that's fucking retarded. Which I get told I'm retarded all the time. And I go, yeah, correct. But even saying retarded, uh, I mean that's retarded. That's, that's you know that's retarded. You can't say that retardation of growth. You know it's not retarded. But um. Retardation of growth of your brain. Yeah, and so that's just, not necessarily saying that you're putting shit on someone who has some sort of retardation. I mean, I've been known to do that every now and then. What can you say anymore that that you won't offend I'm someone about? To the, so they're picking on Winnie the Pooh. This is how just so I'm assuming they are not poverty stricken. They're mm. living in some nice house with fast speed internet, and all they're doing is picking on Winnie the Pooh as sexist. I mean, just get a life, you freaking useless. How, how are they think Winnie the Pooh Well, sexist? I don't know. It, but the logic of these people, you cannot possibly follow it unless you've had a serious cerebral back breakdown. I mean, they're they just off the planet. And these people are running like the human resources departments of big organizations. They're in politics. Um, they have massive platforms through their Instagram crap. Mm. And they're sort of just cancer for the culture because nobody steps up to them and if you step up to them you're just racist sexist yeah 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 because no the Um, problem is they've set the bar so low for saying and doing anything like that so 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 many people are afraid to speak out yeah i mean i just i'm I'm afraid to speak their mind i'm a cis man and all i was born with a very 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 pathetic cock and balls and i just accept (laughs) it i'm a man whoever created this planet Uh, uh. they gave it to me and that just having that clarity of thought means you're privileged because people they can't even deal with what their sex is. Is male privilege uh, a thing? No, of course not. You know, the fact that there's all these men on boards and whatever and run companies is mm. there are a lot of men psychopaths who want to do these stupid jobs. They're yeah. not for women. I mean, women. But there's are a lot really of women out there that that you know do these jobs as well, and they're often horrible humans. You know what? You can't just say that women are horrible humans. No, the if ones they're running on, a board. The ones on the, the, those people. Why do you think that? I don't think that, but I, I don't know. Them oh, if you I look into it from experience, I don't want but, to name any names, but the the qualities and characteristics you need to do that sort of job, yeah, is is sort of similar with uh, psychotic behaviour because you need to be so driven to just make money and just screw everyone, sell bullshit products, mm. work hundred hours a week, have no life. Those are the qualities, and women are far too smart to do that crap. They're like, no, I'd rather just hang out with my children or have have a sort of have a life. Is that, that why is we so- have the gender pay gap? Well, I mean, again, there is no gender pay gap mm. because women, on the whole, earn a lot more if they really want to. Mm. Um, but they're too smart because money. It's illegal to pay someone different. It's illegal. It's illegal. Simple. Yeah. And when they sort of say they get paid less for the same job, you're like, okay, well, just name me an example because I was a physiotherapist. Women, we got paid the same. I was mm. a oil training's a bit different because maybe if I was really good, it's all based on bonuses and commissions and stuff. I think I think they they see the Hollywood stories and people getting yeah. headlines saying, oh, you know, yeah. Mark Wahlberg got four yeah. million dollars this movie and his yeah. co-star only got two. Because no one had a fucking idea who the co-star was. Well, Jennifer was. Lawrence gets paid fifty-two million dollars for a movie. If I went and did it with um, her, I'd be lucky to get fifty-two bucks. I wouldn't get anything. <laughs> women are given women. Women probably don't. sound very sexist. Women probably don't get the opportunities that men get because no, if, if you're run, if you're running, I yeah. think so. Yeah. If you're running a big company, yeah. and all of a sudden you've got this top job, and you know that this girl's just got married, and she's she's talking yeah. about wanting to have kids all the time, and a guy at the same level as her, uh, he he's not married, he's single, he's working just as hard, both just as intelligent as each other. Who, yeah. Who's who's your boss going to going to promote? He's going to he or she will promote the guy. But, but I'm, I think that the the way that we can stop that from happening is by the, the government forking out a bit more cash, so you don't see so black and white with, with those yeah. kind of people. So you would give money to that 
that um her that woman's man to stay at home and look after the kids so she only has to have a few weeks off because she's having a kid and she's got childcare and all these other things that support her and the government needs to look at ways to be able to do that so there there isn't um such such a bias when choosing people for those top jobs i would say is that is that the way around it because otherwise are we just going to always have that well you can't fight the fact that men can't get pregnant so women can get pregnant and it takes a long time and it's very, very painful. It's, it's literally 18 months of their lives for each child that they've got to devote to this newborn. You can't change that. But they don't have to do eight, 18 months of well, their lives. They don't I have mean, to. They can still work. But they... the stigma attached with a woman choosing to spend five years out of the workforce with her child, which is what is yeah, a beautiful it, thing. The stigma. You said and it right so there. she can't get back to work because oh, you don't care about your job. You, you actually what, what you want to spend time with your children? What a fucking you freak. You have to change and it's that like, stigma though. And, but that stigma often comes from men and women. Mm. It's like, oh, well, she, how, how the hell could she know about you know digital marketing? She hasn't done it for like 10 days. It's like, mm. I'm pretty sure if you have a chance, she'd pick it up pretty quickly. It's not mm. that complicated. Yeah. Um, because you can't change the fact that it takes time to, to make a baby. And that's not a man's a fault. For me. Well, you know, which is again, the privilege of a man is childbirth looks horrible. Mm. But you know, it's one of the most beautiful experiences okay. a woman can have. But I think things are changing in society where big businesses now, if they're looking at one guy and a girl in a position, and the girl, you know, she's married and about to have a baby, and the guy, he's just a power hungry worker, but they're both just as good as each other. They they're starting to look at it less and less as oh she might go off and have a baby, so we'll lose her. That they would, um, you know, give her husband paid parental leave for the job that he has, and, and I think that, that things are changing in that in society in that way. I mean, the ultimate thing is in any business you need to make money, mm. and and some women are just phenomenal at making money. Yeah, and and it's just a gift that it has nothing to do with sex. They're just geniuses at just creating just money out of thin air, which is a skill that is so valuable. In what way? What industry? What are you talking about? Oh well, definitely. Um, a lot of the sort of design-related things, just making things look a way that appeals to just the human subconscious somehow. Mm. Um, just being good talkers and comforting, but selling you something in the process. Mm. Um, is no, it sex I, I, appeal? It, is, it, it is, might be. Are I mean, you sold easier by a woman if she's if she's well, beautiful and intelligent? That, that's the amazing thing that we're going to lose based on these Harvey Weinstein type issues, where some women are very smart at using their sexuality to their advantage mm. and. And because men are obviously morons that just see tits and, ah, and they're going to do anything, five cougars, thanks. <laughs> and if, if no no man is ever going to really, they're just going to be walking around with blinkers on because they're going to get done for sexual harassment for staring at someone or whatever these new rules are. Yeah, you, you, um, you're not allowed to uh, go up to a girl and say, hey, man, I just want to say you're, you're extremely hot. Well, you can't in the workplace, but... You know, you you can you can't even joke around saying that. I mean, I would love to see some sexual harassment. I would love to see some statistics on how many married couples met through work. It would mm. be mind-boggling. Um, it's probably going to happen a lot less now. Well, it's just you, any sane man in a job shouldn't speak to a woman, shouldn't do anything to, her, shouldn't even look at a woman in the workplace because it's just been drummed into them that they're all rapists, they're all sexist pigs. Everything they do is sexual harassment, and what sexual harassment means is so broad. You know, it could be you farted. It's just a joke. Mm. It, and obviously, that spectrum, everyone just goes, oh, they're just pigs. There should be a very, very clear delineation between rape and saying someone to someone, oh, you look nice in that dress. I mean, these are not the same crime. These are not yeah, the same. Yeah, they're, they're kind of putting uh, people on, on, on the same level, aren't they? But, you know, and again, it's going to sound sexist, but if you tell a woman she looks good in a dress, that's a beautiful, like, she's going to feel good. Yeah. Why do you think she bought these dresses? I mean, these things cost a fortune. Um. But if that's going to be a crime, 
But what, what are we like? It's like, just ridiculous. Going into work yeah. and saying, "Hey, hot stuff!" It's spanking her on the arm. Hold up! What was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I mean that's I that's, mean obviously those are the glory days. That, that's um, the glory, but that's now that's inappropriate. You can't do that, you know. But again it comes fair, back to Fair enough. But it's the like casting couch is dead as well. I mean, that's a good thing because more talented people will actually get the jobs who yeah, deserve them. Yeah. Um, but how again, many chicks like- would, have, uh, would have been in Hollywood to go, I know I deserve that job. I know I acted in the audition better than that woman, but that woman ended up sleeping with the producer. Yeah. But now that woman's turning around and saying, that producer harassed me and made me sleep. Oh, with. it's it's it, it's a minefield. Mm-hmm. And But the other thing, like how much do we want to coddle women like we coddle children? Like women are strong, powerful individuals who so can say, go fuck yourself. I'm not going to fuck you. Um, yeah, that, stand you know, up for yourself. Stand up for yourself, or also be really, really clever with it, and sort of, sort of woo the attention. In use it, use it, use it <laughs> get it the job, get the job, and then fucking run it. But then they're like, men are so powerful, blah blah. blah. And it's like, okay, maybe, but maybe you've put yourself in these weird situations mm. because you know deep down you're going to get the job if you suck the cock. Mm. And it's like, but even just talking like this, you're just going to get accused of being misogynist pig mm. but this is human nature men are drawn to beautiful women a beautiful woman a beautiful woman who can speak well is just you know she's like a goddess mm. and she deserves to get paid a fortune because she's going to draw people in to whatever business whatever show whatever it, it is mm. but then to turn around and say harvey weinstein's a monster and it's like well yes he is mm. um but but he is the most powerful you, man or was the most powerful exactly. man in hollywood that's a bad example like I, I was um, watching a uh, interview the other day with uh, some big Hollywood star, and he was talking about Harvey Weinstein, and he's just saying that you know when he was at the Cannes Film Festival, they'd play a competition where they walk along the side of the street and hear how many times someone says Harvey Weinstein, yeah. and it would get up to a hundred or something like yeah. that before they get to their hotel yeah. because he's the most powerful man, and he abused that power exactly, which, which he yeah. shouldn't have done, and. But Kevin Spacey, as far as everyone's gone with the hashtag Me Too thing, and a lot of people say they haven't gone far enough in Australia. It, it, it's, it can only be a good thing because it's going to stop all that shit from happening. But linguistically, I don't like me too. There's a French one. I can't think of the French word for it, but it's called hashtag report your pig. And so just... <laughs> report the pig. Just the language empowers the woman. It's like, yeah. oh, me too. It's like, report your pig. This guy's fucked. Name and shame yeah. him. I've got evidence of him doing it. I'm not just making these outrageous claims. Oh, mm. me, I'm just not sitting in the corner saying, me too, me too. It's like, report your pig. You know, this guy, this time, this is what he did. But yeah, but something, something to actually be a pig for, not just hashtag me too. He he told me, me I was hot and I didn't get the job promotion or something like that. Yeah. But I mean, um, we're just hypothetically speaking here. Yeah. I mean, the, the shit that happens to women in all industries, and yeah. unfortunately, it's really only been written about a lot. And, and talked about and reported on in people in the entertainment industry. Well, I'm just waiting for for pilots, for no one, doctors. Yeah, there, yeah, pilots, every doctors, industry. nurses. You um, know, you know, you know, people who work at the local Seven Eleven. I mean, yeah. we we don't hear about that Whatever stuff the because it's not newsworthy. Road. And and hopefully, it, it helps those women be able to you know I'm sure stand you've up for themselves. This. I don't know if you've noticed, but every cafe or bar I go to, it's mm. like every girl in there is a supermodel. I'm sure there are some other girls that aren't supermodels that want to apply for that job. Mm. Are they? You're saying they only picks- apply hot chicks. Well, uh, I don't know. Unless, unless all the hot chicks in the world want to be barmaids and baristas, maybe something's going on. 
but are we going to get our you know arms up and scream about that or just going to scream about harvey weinstein for another five years um and donald trump you know grabbing by the pussy or whatever mm. do we only care about those big celebrities or do we care actually about that the real what's stuff. going on yeah and i don't want to stop hot chicks from being baristas mm. but that, you know it's a pretty strong correlation mm. what do you think of trump you mentioned trump before oh, i love him you're on the trump train i was speaking with someone yesterday about when because i was definitely a bit more like not pro hillary i was on i was feeling the burn in 2016 yeah i I like bernie you know bernie just announced that he's running again at like 77 78 how are you going to be the president of the usa yeah being 78 70 he's 80 years old by the 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 time he's president i i I can't get out of bed at eight o'clock in the morning unless i've had eight hours sleep but that's the same How the hell Trump. is that guy going to do it? Trump and Hillary are in their 70s and they're up at five in the morning, probably till midnight, giving speeches, tweeting, doing what whatever. What are they injecting themselves with? Well, something. And, um, and do, you, do you think Hillary thinks that she's going to run again? Hillary, I don't think she thinks she's done anything wrong. Hillary is the most self-centered, useless, corrupted piece of shit that anyone's ever seen. And the fact that people think it's sexist that Trump, not Hillary, got it... You could just pick any woman in America. She's more. She'd be better at that job than Hillary. What happened to her is so embarrassing. She got beaten by Donald Trump. I mean, he's the biggest asshole on the planet. But I mean, sure, he's a good businessman. It's like I've had plenty of bosses that have run a business really well. But he's dick. You know, I mean, sure, he said some pretty fucked up shit, and he's arrogant. And I, I just think that you know she should just shut up and go away, and and, and because she failed, but she can't. She feels like that job is hers. Um. She feels like, I mean, if you actually dig into Hillary Clinton and scratch the surface at all, mm. you know, she was a lawyer who has got, you know, very clear audio of her cackling like a Satan worshipper when she got a convicted child rapist off his charge and convinced him how to beat a lie detector test. And yeah. she's cackling like a hyena. I mean, this is not, mm. I mean, it's women, not a nice person. women want to post a child for their womanhood, but it's like, you've got Angela Merkel, you've got Julia Gillard, mm. you've got... Um, the, the French lady, uh, Michelle Lagarde, or something, she's in charge of the IMF and she's mm. really, really impressive French woman. Mm. But it's never enough. They still want... You've got Jacinda Ardern in, in New Zealand. She's amazing. She's going to have a baby while she's Prime Minister. Penny Wong. Penny You're a fan Wong. of Penny Wong. You're Penny you love Wong. her. I mean, these people exist, but we still want more. And, and people just hate Donald Trump because of his hair, because he tweets stuff, because he's hilarious. Because he was on Celebrity Apprentice. And they just... They just don't really... But, you know, one thing I do like about Donald Trump is the fact that he's not a politician. He's come in there and said, I want to drain the swamp. As much as as people say, oh, he's part of the swamp. But he's someone who he will go in there and he'll tweet something from a meeting. So, for the first time ever in history, we've got this direct link to the president where he just says shit. It just gets out there straight away. That bus conversation, I guess, that you just grabbed by the pussy, man. It's amazing. If you were to get Hillary Clinton on a microphone, her conversations would be so reprehensible mm. and so frightening about Saudi money, about Chinese mm. donations, about whatever the hell she's going to do, like you know, baby she's going to eat for dinner or whatever. That woman who deleted all her emails after she was told to deliver them to the FBI, and no one cares. Yeah, like that's you know, and that's no one jailable offence. She's a woman. You're being sexist. Is, like, isn't no. there something like twenty five thousand sealed indictments at the yeah. the Trump and you know, the, the justice system in America have that they're going to release because they want to get everyone at the same time. Have you, well, have you been following QAnon? Uh, a little Do you know bit, about QAnon? A little bit, a little bit. So Q, QAnon yeah. is basically, apparently this person inside the White House has knowledge of a lot of the inner workings of the White House, what's going on with meetings, and they, they put it up on these untraceable message boards to say what's going on, and it's been proven time and time again that it's right. And even military analysts have said that this, these QAnon posts are legit. 
because stuff is coming out on QAnon and then all of a sudden Donald Trump will talk about it or it comes out in a press conference. So it, it, it's, it's definitely can be seen as a rabbit warren to go down looking at all the QAnon stuff. But yeah. it's, it's mind-blowing what's happening. You know, one, one theory I heard the other day about QAnon is that um, when Donald Trump declared that, you know, all, all these um, lobbyists uh, and, and there's people, criminal people involved in the government and there's also there's the child trafficking and human trafficking thing going on, he declared a state of emergency and that changed the level of government. Yeah. So it, uh, before it was all run by, you know, well, not run by the CIA, but the, the highest level of intelligence allowed to receive was um, military intelligence was the CIA. But now it's because it's a state of emergency, military goes above that. And there's, apparently there's like a secret group that is that this QAnon knows about as well that is, you know, getting all these sealed indictments ready just to absolutely put everyone in prison. And that's the only reason why I can see that Hillary Clinton isn't in prison after all the, all the fucked up shit that she's done. Yeah. I mean, getting back to Trump, what I do love about him, people can hate him if they want, but and people can say he's a liar, people can say he's misogynist, all these things, but he is the most honest in terms... Like, he obviously lies all the time about his yeah. own amazing self-worth and all the cool things he does, but he just tweets about it 50 times a day. Yeah. So we've got these, like, useless people like Turnbull who just never speak the truth about anything. Yeah, just give us um, a yes or a no or just, just yeah. tell us the truth straight yeah. down the line what is going on. Stop beating around yeah. the bush. Like you, it's you so get, annoying. You get climate change Turnbull from 10 years ago, you get him today, and he just says the polar opposite with a straight face, and he's obviously like a quite good-looking, gregarious guy. I mean, he's, he used to um, run Goldman Sachs and do deals with Hillary Clinton and yeah. pay her for speaking tours. Yeah. I mean, no one talks about this. It's but, just like, oh, no, he's a good businessman. I mean, just, just recently, the Daily Telegraph found out that he was um, short-selling the Australian um, retail industry. Like, his actual investment, making investments in the Australian retail industry... Losing money. I mean, this is someone who's supposed to be the spokesperson for Australia and helping the Australian economy. So that means that his, it wouldn't be in his best interest to, to go and help the retail industry or, or, or fund them. Like, I can't believe that. That was a great story. Shari Markson uh, from Daily Telegraph, who, who uh, we've got an interview with her, uh, which you should definitely watch. She's an incredible, amazing, intelligent young woman who's the political editor of the Daily Telegraph, and more young girls should follow her instead of chicks that are really good at taking selfies. I mean, talk about like a like a sort of pioneer of just a cool chick. She she breaks heaps of stories, mm. and she stands on her two feet with mm. conviction, yeah, and has a crack in in like some of the most trying circumstances where she's told that she's wrong not to do it, like yeah. the whole Barnaby Joyce thing, which became the biggest story ever. Mm. And oh, she, she copped a lot of shit about the Barnaby oh, Joyce thing, but she that's someone who is just standing on two feet. And that's what most women do in the yeah, world. And yeah. she's amazing. She's worth like just watching closely because she has cool stories. She's got um, some great stories. But she gets, she treats herself just like a human being. Yeah. She's down to earth. She's level-headed as well. She's yeah. not arrogant. Like, you know, talking to someone like me who is, isn't, you know, studying politics 24-7. Yeah. I mean, she's yeah. she's ex explains things and she's, explains she's not well. like, oh, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. She can do like a lay explanation she, she very well. Down to yeah. earth. And yeah. uh, it comes from her, her mum and her dad. They're you know yeah. great people who have brought her up really well. Yeah, and who I've known I'm known since I was a kid. But she's definitely someone that you should you should follow. And uh, and and, she, and she's someone who I think it was um, Kevin Rudd called her the dynamite up the government's ass because she, if it's if she finds a Kevin story, she jumps on it because I mean, good on her. She doesn't wait to be told by some man what she can can and can't do. I mean, yeah. and that's awesome. That story about Barnaby Joyce 
where, where yeah. a lot of people, a lot of news organizations wouldn't have run it. Mm. It was him buffing his secretary, who Which, he thought it was his baby she was pregnant with, but it turns out it was someone else's, or now it's apparently is yeah. again. Yeah. And, and this is from a guy who has no empathy for people. You know, he wanted to stop a cancer drug from being give, uh, allowed to be on the market because it might make women randy. The three words you're looking for: a piece of shit. I just a wank and against marriage he's a, he's equality. He's a retail politician. A retail politician. What does that mean? And then anyone? all of a sudden, yeah. it's okay for him to to destroy the family values by buffing his secretary. Yeah. And, and we had to show him empathy when he wouldn't show it to anyone else. No, nice. I don't want to talk about that wanker, but that's a good episode to watch with uh, the amazing Shari Marks and take a look at that. But, but getting um, back to like, so not Shari Markson, but the Australian media and the US media, yeah. just with their head up their ass, who don't have any contact with real people. Mm. So the fact that Trump, I, I sort of became. What clued me into Trump was going to win was on Instagram, on that page that sort of suggests things for you. Yeah. There were just all these hot chicks with MAGA hats, Trump hats on. And I, cl- uh, yeah. I clicked on the page. It was, Make America Great Again. It was MILFs for Trump. It was all these like crazy hot <laughs> MILFs chicks. MILFs for Trump. MILFs. And I was like, this guy's, this guy's a superstar. This guy's a phenomenon. And His rallies are huge. Some but but all these people in LA or in New York who have their head up their ass who are in the media or in entertainment who are just filthy lefties from 30 years ago. They don't even know what left means anymore. Mm. They, they just know they, they hate they Trump. They don't realise that they're in the minority now. They're in the minority. They, they, think, yeah. they think that they're in the majority, but they're actually in the minority. They're in the majority of what we hear in the media, which is just, just an echo chamber of, you know, uh, poor people are really noble. Mm. Um, everyone, you know, white men have fucked everything up. Mm. Um, but the reality is there are no jobs. All the jobs are in China or whatever. Mm. Um, there's all these illegal immigrants from Mexico, 30 million taking all the jobs and forcing Especially wages in down. places like oh. LA where there's these elite yeah. rich people saying, yeah. you know, uh, you know, we've got to let as many Mexicans in as we can because yeah. they're all their gardeners. They're all the people that are taking those yeah. low-end jobs. And that's why the homeless problem is, is so yeah. fucked in America because, you know, if you're an out-of-work actor... All you can do is, you know, drive Uber. You can't be a gardener because, you know, all of the illegal immigrants are doing that and they're getting paid cash and you're not going to work for like 3 or $4 an hour. So it's definitely a problem there. And California now, just I was reading the other day, has um, more people moving away from, moving out of California than actually yeah. moving there because it's got so many problems. But Americans too, like I've been there a couple of times and Americans are, the nicest people on the planet. The they, they they yell out. They go, "Oh, you should go here. You can you stay at mine if you want." Um, so friendly, you know. And and they get this reputation from being like, "Yeah, where's my iPod?" Like they go to you know Europe or something, and they got this horrible reputation. But you go to America, they're the nicest yeah, people on the cool. planet. And but they don't travel a lot. Though. <laughs> they don't travel well. <laughs> like I was yeah. talking to one the other day, uh, and he was saying, "I say you should go to Paris. It's amazing." Go, yeah. Why don't we need to go to Paris? I, I I can just go to Vegas and see the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I res- I respect that logic. But, uh, it's pretty stupid. America is yeah. an awesome place, and I'm going to be going to the US in the next couple of weeks, and I've got a whole stack of interviews that I'm going to be doing there in nice. uh, in New York and LA coming soon on the mic. And uh, any uh, slippery readers, you should go to uh, Las Vegas and relive the slippery uh, adventures. So you've written these amazing books, Sweet Thank Dreams you, of Fanta. They were quite dubious claims of best selling because uh, you're a Fanta pants, big Fanta pants. Or uh, if people in America don't know what Fanta is, is Fanta American? Oh, it's yeah. just Australian. Big time American. I but thought it was just It was Australian invented drink. in Nazi Germany, which is, you know. What? Yeah. Um, uh, also, Slippery, which is slippery. a story of, not you, maybe, yeah. a, uh, an oil trader living yeah. in Asia and all of the crazy, dodgy dealings that happen over there. Great book. Highly recommend it. How do you write a book? How do you have the commitment to sit down hours on end and 
pour out an incredible story. I take my hat off to you. You've got to be an one. idiot. You've got to be crazy. Yeah, really? Um, it must take so much time and effort. Well, so Slippery, the first part that was written was um, the Mexico surf trip, which is sort of towards the second half of the book. But um, So you were on a Mexican surf trip when you started writing it? No, it was about a Mexican surf trip, but I was actually in Indonesia on a surf trip. Oh, but you thought, let's, uh, let's choose Mexico as the place to write well, it. Was, but this is the inspiration for a book can come from anywhere. And so I woke up about dawn on this sort of sketchy bus ride and I saw this, um, just this big cactus in the rising sun and it was just, the shadow it was casting was went for hundreds of meters on the desert and looked like a giant cowboy with two sort of guns up. And that image, that's that's the first thing I started writing about. And then basically a book would be 80,000 to 120,000 words. So I'd, I'd, I'd written maybe 10,000 just words, little stories. Um, that Geneva simulation interview in the book was something I wrote quite early on. Hmm. Um, and then once you've got enough pieces together, if you've got 20,000 words, 30,000 words, then you, you just got to keep going. And anyone who wants to write a book... Um, Whenever they get inspiration, they should just sit down for eight hours. Like if it's one in the morning mm. or if they're at work, just if there's something that sort of overcomes them, because you can spend six months looking out a window doing nothing, or you can spend three days and you basically write a whole book in three days. Maybe not three days, but anyone who's trying to write something and, and feels like there's a good story in there somewhere, just when the moment of inspiration, because it might take 10 years of just little spurts, but just get it, save it, keep it on a USB somewhere. And you can sort of link it all up once it's done um, link it all up and put it into a story well you could have lots of little fragments that come to you and obviously your brain's mm. trying to tell you something like you're trying to express something that's in you somehow somewhere mm. and it's going to find its own way to link up um, but if you just set out to write I'm just going to write a empowering story about blah blah it's like it's going to be shit you need to just write whatever you want to write you know it's the same with songwriters or painters or whatever if they try and tailor it to the audience from the get go it's already mm. shit just write about what you're interested in. Whatever inspired you. The you know. story that inspires you. Like just, I was just down before I got here, down at Bondi Beach, I saw a bunch of morons doing like big lunges, like a group, you know, training. You know, they're probably gay men, very fit. You know, no straight man could be that fit, but it was just an image. Is that it's... just what you tell chicks because you're not that fit? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you wanker. No, we're going to get to the point in time where it's like, oh, that guy can bench press 400 kilos. He's so gay. It's the gayest one I know. Because no straight man could do it. Just because a guy's better than you doesn't mean that he's gay. Unless he's an international he's athlete. He's traits that are better than you. There is no man over 30. You have no filter, to... do you? <laughs> I hope not. Well, I don't <laughs> want to get sued. But... What do you think? <laughs> but, That's but, what we love about you. Good. But anyone who wants to write anything, because uh, I think writing is the most pure because you it's just words on a page yeah and if you can get someone to feel to cry to laugh from words on a page that's mm. a real skill because mm. movie making and songs there's so many tricks happening yeah you know, sounds oh you can watch a movie that has the sounds actors that do um, amazing things yeah i mean if you're mates with you know, i'm trying to write screenplays now and but you if you just go to screenplay school and you said oh well, i'm just mates with heath ledgers like just say this that's oh, a you, know, you want an oscar that guy's amazing. I uh, read I read one that you wrote, uh, I don't know how long ago you wrote it, probably just recently, and it's, it was only like 12, 13 pages or something like that. But uh, I've never read like a short story that it has made me cry uh, that I thought was so amazing. How does it feel when people tell you that? Because I'm not the first person that said that to you. The reason I was drawn to writing anyway was there's just this sort of global subconscious that exists within all of us. And when you can communicate on a page with someone, like I didn't have, I mean, I'm seeing you now, but mm. you could have been in Peru reading that. And yeah. we've got this connection forever. Mm. And um, one of the first books I wrote that really sort of got into my skin was that um, 
Angela's Ashes, Frankie McCourt, and yeah. Irish. And I remember so distinct, like they're just pov Irish battlers. Um, I think it's maybe in the 50s or maybe earlier. But there's this line talking about uh, some guy who's a real cheapskate. And, he, mm. and the, the expression is, that guy wouldn't give you the steam off his piss. And I just remember thinking that's just the coolest expression. I'll never forget it. And it was just, how mean can you be? Wow. Um, but that, that book was written a long time ago. That book will live for eternity. Mm. And, and books have this power. And movies sort of do, but movies age really badly on the whole. Um, comedy ages horribly. Songs are pretty eternal. But, um, but mm. books especially. A good book you know, can hopefully live forever. So that one that I read, uh, the 12 pages about the, the old dude, yeah. he's... he's um, wife died and he's taking yeah. the ashes to the beach yeah uh is that something you're going to release just as a short story online or is that, um, is that something people can read or not or, yet what's not the yet. plan it's, there it's you've got a few screenplays in the yeah. works i know that you'd like to make slippery into a movie yeah well i mean I've, I've tried about 12 different screenplay ideas for that book and i don't think any of them really capture it properly but mm. um but that one the sweet goodbye um i can just see that as a all-time australian movie yeah um, it's trying to work on a screenplay at the moment, but I'd also I've got this image. Roy Billing, of, he'd be great to play the old dude. Roy Billing, yeah, love you, Roy Billing. Um, but I'm He's trying to work in an earlier interview on the mic. You can listen to Roy. Another plug for my show. Yeah, Roy's because movies are so hard to get happening. Hmm. Um, I can see a sort of almost children's type picture book where it's it's very poetic. Like so there's not many words, so maybe hmm. three thousand words or something like a Doctor Zeus, and with a lot of drawings to to sort of pan that whole story out because. It's a visual story and it's a love story about old cobbers who are like one of the saddest things about Australia now is the coolest generation by far hmm. grew up in the depression in the 1930s and yeah. they're just so adorable and it's just, you know, time's catching up with them. They're all 100 years old now. They're going to die. But these are the sort of people who walked 10 kilometers back and forth from work barefoot, you know, a big celebration was having a four and 20 pie for your birthday. Hmm. You know, they grew up like went through world wars you know, had their baby boomer children, um, never asked for anything, never asked for a favor from anyone. And they're just so adorable. Mm. And and I think people want to see them on the screen. I mean, old people are just, you just want to hug them and they've got so many stories to tell. Mm. And they're, they're just this forgotten, we just look at 16 year olds and Justin Bieber and what whatnot who have done nothing. Well, maybe not Bieber, he's awesome, but uh, mm. old people. Don't you pay out on the Bieber? No, no, I do, I do love the Bieber. Are you not a believer? Massive believer. <laughs> But old people, I think, have so much to offer, and that's what I'm trying to explore with this, and and make yeah. a book that a grandparent and a grandchild could could sort of bond over. Mm. And I don't really know how to do it, but it's in the works. The story's there. That novels, sounds sounds really cool. Good luck yeah. with that, man. That's really good. I think we've covered everything today. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to talk about? Yeah, let's let's, let's, there, let's so. take a call up. Hello on the mic. You're on the air. Oh, good day, Mike. I uh, just want to say you're doing a great show. Uh, slippery, love the book. Uh, and Liam, you're an amazing writer. Okay, thank you very much. It's really nice full, of you to call. Full agreement. That. Full agreement with that caller. <laughs> I think I think I fucked her. <laughs> Why do you mean? No, I just I just recognised that voice. Oh yeah, no, it was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah on yeah, the no, mic. You're, no, you're right. Liam Carroll, <laughs> writer of Slippery and Sweet Dreams of Fanta. Thank you for being on the mic. Pleasure. And if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe. YouTube, like us on Facebook. We're live every Sunday at 3 p.m. And you can even subscribe on iTunes or listen on TuneIn Radio and patreon.com forward slash on the mic. We would absolutely love you to chip in to help make this show. You get all sorts of extra content. 
like this extra content, which we're going to do now for the people who subscribed on Patreon. Thank you for watching. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.